0: good evening all you animals wow thursday already do the days weeks months ever go by so I'm quick now i tell you i remember when i was younger it took i don't know i think it took forever for christmas to roll around you know for me to get a new twig and like the year i got the original psp and the ov nhl07 game fuck man i love that
1: it's a great game i could
0: Yeah, I could take a PlayStation game and play EA Sports on the go, on on the shitter. (laughs) Anyways, really. Yeah. Anyways we want. But now the days go by so quick, I find now, as we get older. So you have to make the most of your time and listen to Howitzer Hockey Podcast, obviously, right?
1: Might as well, on the go, (laughs) on your cell phone.
0: Uh, I'm your host, Joel, and with me today, like every show, is Sawyer. We are getting into a mix of a convo. Regarding, you know, what's going on in the NHL and what's happening. But uh, mainly about the injuries that are happening to some big-name players around the league. NHL is seemingly saying they want 34 teams, which is sick. And why not? Danny Breer and his new job. Uh, we have this unbelievable. Make the case. It's going to be really interesting. I think you'll love it. And is a new change of scenery good for most players? like does it always work out and the jets what a slideshow there uh la kings sabers you know questionable coaching decisions there i think but uh we'll talk about it a little more maybe there's uh, some reasonable explanations behind it all so let's hit it with episode 12 so first off how the hell were you this week
1: well my week was pretty great um Nothing too strenuous besides, what was it, Saturday? We were out working at your cottage there together. Yes, that we, was great. Um, you, can, you can say, I guess, we are professionals at laying floor, flooring.
0: Well, you know what? When I had someone come by the house today at the cottage, they said, wow, who, who did this flooring?
1: <laughs> does it look any better in the daylight? It does. Because we work pretty into the, into the night sky. Hmm. It was yeah. kind of sketchy at some parts, too, um, using the table saw. With the cell phone as our light.
0: Yeah, don't do that, guys. Yeah. That was uh, could end ended badly, for yeah. sure. Don't
1: do that at home. Be safe. Be smart. Put a hard hat on.
0: But we're professional, so it's aight. It's
1: good. Other than that, yeah, pretty chill. Pretty chill weekend for myself. Didn't really get up to a whole lot. Just watched some puck and relaxed, really. What about yourself?
0: Uh, same here. Like, you know, we did that flooring there. Thanks a lot for coming to help me. No, no problem. Uh, you actually knew what you were doing. Wasn't my first rodeo. (laughs) Yeah, I (laughs) can tell. There's an act to it for sure.
1: Yeah, there definitely is a little certain touch.
0: But yeah, you know, I just relax too. You know, I watch some hockey uh, there Sunday and and, uh, some hockey there during the week, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And we'll be watching some together here tonight Yeah, since we do have Mm -hmm. the off day tomorrow.
1: Thank God for the long weekend for us, right?
0: Jesus Christ, it's going to be something.
1: It's going to be nice.
0: But... uh, yeah, so we t- kind of talked about it before, so on our one of our earlier episodes uh, about the hockey and uh, how you know how I mentioned to you at one point that there should be an NHL team in Halifax, you know, after yeah, the World we, Juniors and we, stuff.
1: Yeah, we did bring that up, yeah.
0: And uh, I guess lately, uh, more specifically at, in the GM meetings, there, there they brought up that they would like to have thirty-four teams in the league. I,
1: it was kind of brought up. I don't know if they really want it. By the sounds of it, Batman is not really for it, though. Did you hear what he had to say about that?
0: No. What did he have to say?
1: He just said it's nothing they're really looking into at the moment. But looking back on past history, he said that every time before a team <laughs> expanded. So, so it's probably it, it can go hand in hand.
0: So at the GM meetings, they're probably just you know, brushing up on, see, kind of feel how the other GMs feel about it and see about, you know... It's all
1: about the money grab, I'd
0: say. I'd say so. It could it's... be
1: almost, what, billion dollars for a new team to come yeah. in these days?
0: But they have to show the GMs of every, you know, and the franchises of every other team some respect by bringing it up, kind of passing it by them, you know, getting the ball out yeah. there.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. they got to talk about something. Yeah, um, all things considering, though, with the expansion, uh, I don't really understand maybe... S- why it's happening so quickly after just introducing Seattle, though. I, and they introduced Seattle pretty fast after Vegas, but that was because there was an odd number of teams as well in the league at that point. You don't really want to be running on an odd number, and one division has one less team. It's just not really fair in that kind of sense. I At least they are considering it, though. Like you said, uh, just get the ball rolling, maybe?
0: Yeah, you, so, you, so you think that if they do this again, do you think they could perhaps one time put in two teams in one like two new teams in one season i'd
1: say that'd be what they'd have to do going forward for sure and then just do i guess when it comes to the expansion draft they'll have to the teams will have to be a lot more strategic i guess for who they're going to be keeping and maybe that is why they had to offset it though because it would be kind of shitty for other teams not to be able to protect as many players. Exactly. And then those teams are going to be a lot worse off if they're going to pre- be protecting the same amount yeah. while two teams are trying to draft from that same roster.
0: Yeah, good point. And you know what? Maybe that's another reason why they bring they had these GM meetings and they brought it up just to let the GMs know maybe they have that in the back of their mind before they sign a player or before they trade for a player. that they, You know, there's rumors that there might be an expansion here relatively soon. So, you know, gear up for it. It's not going to be a complete shock. So, just be prepared. And if they're going to throw things like this, there's obviously there's obviously an intention that a team or teams are going to you know, it's going to happen, I think. Like why not?
1: Yeah, it's kind of bound to happen and there's a few a couple well, two names that I've always been seeing in these stories this past week in a bit now it's uh houston and atlanta what do you think of those those two destinations well i know for houston yeah sorry you can go It's that's kind of cutting you off there
0: well i know like for houston like yeah dallas stars you know they're a success they have a they have a sick fr- like a uh, fan base there in dallas like i actually really enjoy watching dallas games in dallas like it's it is, electric
1: and it's electric
0: and it's really nice to see and you know they they won the stanley cup there one time that was you know very controversial but you know they still won the cup <laughs> yeah and what they did there was it was a large success you know it it never failed uh you know it took a little while for dallas to get going and for the fan base to start up but if, if the fan base can start up in dallas then why can't start up in houston right
1: yeah, and a couple other things with Houston is like they are the fourth largest uh, population in the United States as well, behind New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago. Obviously, all those team all those cities have an NHL team. Like you said, it'd be kind of a good rival for the Dallas Stars as well, both teams being in the same state. But at the other hand, I can kind of see it like, what if it just turns out to be a Dallas Cowboys and Houston, Texas kind of matchup where one team's always the team like with the stronger fan base th- always mm-hmm. have the better team like you don't see the houston texans really making too much noise yeah um i know different sports and a lot of things can be different but i think it's a success in nfl because the nfl draws a lot more viewership as well yeah. And it's a way bigger sport in the States, so I just don't know. How, it's been around why, for a lot longer. Too, I, yeah, I just don't know how really Texas could handle two teams right now. Yeah. But I'll give I, you I one point. I don't see it. And they, they did fail earlier already when they were in the WHA, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. They did have the Howe boys, <laughs> father and the sons duo, but, or trio, I guess it was. Pretty random but But you gotta start somewhere, right? Th- yeah, they do gotta start somewhere. I, I don't know if it'd be like the I, I guess the attraction for them would be the fourth largest city.
0: That right there I think I will think, be I
1: think that's the big kicker.
0: That's gonna be the reason why, because of out of all those people, they're gonna be able to fill a stadium of at least eighteen to twenty one thousand people. It may take as many years as it took Dallas, you know, three to four years. It may it may take that when you buy a Houston rocket ticket then you have to buy you have to pay like an extra 20 bucks and you'll get do some promos <laughs> yeah like the same thing the used... Dallas Stars did the Dallas Stars did yeah. the same and when when someone went and bought Dallas Mavericks t- tickets they had to spend an extra 20 bucks to get a Dallas Stars ticket and that just gave people enough kick in the ass to go you know what well we might as well go like we're, we're not doing anything tonight we might as well go check out this new franchise here Dallas Stars and lo and behold look look what it turned out to be
1: yeah, I can I can see them being a success, but it, like you said, it's going to take some time for that franchise to even be good. I think expectations of trying to be a Vegas Golden Knights team right off the hop is very unreasonable because that was just – wouldn't say it's a fluke. They drafted really well, and they had, yeah. made a lot of good trades too. To be successful early on, they weren't afraid to spend the money either. So I just don't see many other teams – following that same business plan I guess so if the city's going to be willing to be patient and a city with the fourth largest population could be because you're going to get a lot of new fans each and every night instead of maybe if you go to I don't know say like a Quebec City it's going to be pretty well nearly the same people and it will be sold out in Quebec City don't get me wrong but I just feel like you're going to be able to grow it a lot more if you go to a city in Houston compared to Quebec. We're You'll already, grow the game more because in Quebec, already,
0: the game's already grown. Yeah, already already,
1: yeah, you already know everybody in that area or basically everybody in the country of Canada loves the sport of hockey and it's their yeah. go-to sport. So
0: so there's two options here. So. Th- yeah, there's
1: a lot of ways to look at it for the sure. The options
0: are what you just mentioned yourself. You just mentioned that you have to grow the game. you got to start in other parts of the world that aren't all hockey-oriented like Quebec City, you said, or Quebec in general, like the province of Quebec. Like they you know, wouldn't... You know it's going to be a bona fide uh, good franchise. You know they're going to sell the tickets. You know it's going to be a good spot. They already have the Videotron Center there. The, the complex is already set up. Houston's is already set up too, you know, yeah. where yeah, they're, they're ready to, to go. play. Houston and Quebec City, I think you and I are going to finalize on these two franchises being the next.
1: I like the idea of Quebec City, but I just don't think it's going to happen because... Because it's already success here in Canada and they're not trying to grab any more because you can't really take any more because like all the people from this area is already interested in your product. So why try to push it even more and more yeah. instead of going to somewhere else in the United States yeah. and trying to go it even more and try to compete with the NBA because that's really their biggest competition yeah. because they play Pretty well the same well, size, stadiums. Well, so I'll say size stadiums and during the same time of the year as well. But Quebec City, yeah, like I said, they're probably going to sell it every night. Like Montreal Canadiens, they currently hold the highest average attendance in the NHL right now. So you could easily see Quebec being top 10, right? Like French Canadians just love their hockey and they deserve they do deserve another franchise after kind of what happened with the Nordiques there back in the day.
0: So sorry as a
1: Canadian yeah I'd love to see it
0: let's sum this up Gary Bettman and the NHL they have to decide do they want to take the safe bet with Quebec you know you're going to get your money you know you're gonna it's gonna be a safe bet you know what's going to happen for sure you know no one's gonna lose nothing yeah or go to Houston and potentially be like Florida that Florida even last year they were a top they are the president's trophy winners and they couldn't sell out a game. Like there was games where you'd look up in the stands and you could see like oh there's three people, oh and then look uh, two or three rows up there's another two or three people like that's what they're probably scared of, and the thing is but they can't be they can't be scared like that because if you look at Carolina Carolina has done wonders there like their their fan base is getting electric too it took a lot of years.
1: Well even like three four four or five years ago I guess there was. Pretty quiet in there as well. It was. Until they started doing the, um, like, after-the-game celebrations.
0: Mixing it up. Being yeah. different.
1: Just engaging with the fans a little bit more. Bringing in more people, yeah. I think, though, I, I think you could probably got to go to the highest populated city and try elsewhere. And because it just doesn't seem like Batman's really interested, Quebec has tried to come back in the last couple times. Their name's already swirling around. Like, even when Vegas was coming in or Seattle was coming in, like, their name was always hovering around there. Vegas,
0: what a jackpot there. That was a
1: great pick. Like, it literally was a jackpot. Yeah, you're right. That place is electric already as well. And they don't even care, like, who's on the ice. It's just (laughs) what they do in the stadium that makes this – Makes the hockey games even that's more what you enjoyable. Have
0: to do. It's not just the hockey.
1: Yeah, so the only way I can really see Quebec City getting another team is maybe if a current or a new expanded team comes in and fails. But <laughs> we have the Arizona Coyotes right now, but it kind of seems like they're Batman's baby for some odd reason. Like, holy shit. Well, I don't Bet-
0: know. Batman doesn't want another Atlanta Thrashers happening all over again, right?
1: He, that was like kind of the ownership issues, though.
0: It was ownership issues, but it still all falls in the back of Gary Bettman. It's going to go down in history, knowing that what? Gary Bettman was a commissioner at that time, and this franchise failed. Yeah, it's okay if one failed, but if you get two that failed, uh, you're starting. This to... one
1: should have been gone long ago, though. Yeah, like they're playing in a in mullet arena, a college.
0: Like I think that's a worse. college rink. That's worse for Gary Bettman's. Like,
1: I, it looks really bad on just the sport in general. Like they can't even have their logo and center ice as the primary logo. Like they share the it. Secondary with the, team. They share it with the Arizona State Devils. Sun Devils, I think they're called. So it's what? Sun Devils, that's kinda of, yeah, kind of a cool name. It is kind of a cool name. They have I don't I just don't get it. Alright, let's sum let's sum it.
0: this up. So your top spot, if it was up to you, where would you The new team, if one was coming out next year, where would you put it? Just one?
1: Yeah, where would you put it? Well, we didn't even touch on Halifax, but I would probably, like, Halifax kind of goes hand-in-hand with Quebec City as well. And Atlanta failed twice. Houston failed, but not in the NHL. Uh, Yeah, not in the NHL. So I would probably have to go with the fourth largest city in the United States and go Houston on this one. that's where you'd like to see it most? It's... Maybe not necessarily where I'd like to see no, it that's most, the but it's, it's where I think it would succeed. If The one I want to see the most as a fan and a person that lives in the Maritimes would be Halifax.
0: Why not Prince Edward Island?
1: Because that won't succeed and you know it. <laughs> I think it would. <laughs> think about it. People are going to have to be coming here. I'd and... buy
0: season tickets.
1: Yes, people like us would get season tickets here, but people that would drive from Moncton, Moncton Halifax... Fredericton.
0: They just come on the weekend games.
1: But they'd come, Friday, and then Sundays. they'd have to pay what? What is the bridge toll even these days? I don't know. What's it's up, like 50, 57 bucks. F- yeah, $50, $60. Bucks. Like, make sure to add that on top of your ticket price when you want to come see a game on Prince Edward Island. Yeah,
0: but to It's honest, never going
1: to happen. Halifax would be the ideal spot.
0: And you know what? Halifax, it would work out. I'd go to probably 10 games a year, 10 or 15 games probably.
1: Which oh. would be a quarter of the home games. Not bad.
0: Yeah, I'd probably, I would probably would. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Really. And your though, brother I'd, lives over there. Yeah.
1: So stay there. I would make more frequent. I'd probably get journeys over there for sure. I'd probably get season tickets and then and just and... sell the ones that you wouldn't be uh, attending. Absolutely. They wouldn't be a hard sell either, especially with people in the Maritimes and they just love their hockey and they season... never really had a major sports team.
0: Season tickets are what? farm bucks.
1: It's over my head, man. For I never Laura looked Bowl? into. Never had to look into that.
0: I think it's like twenty. Over twenty for lowball and in, in if Montreal. If
1: we ever looked into season tickets, it would yeah, Montreal would be our closest bet, and that's what ten-hour drive
0: and like a twenty-year. That's year not wait list. That's
1: not worth it for us.
0: And a twenty-year wait list. Yeah, you can get on the list. Hell but, no. <laughs> but Halifax, so I've never looked into it. Halifax. Well, hopefully, it happens at some point in Halifax, our lifetime.
1: Halifax. So what would you? What maybe, would you name it? What would you name the team in Halifax?
0: Maybe in our retirement years. Like sixty, then we'd just.
1: Well, in my retirement, retirement years, week. probably be Florida, Florida, <laughs> Vietnam. Go to Florida. Uh, should be a team in Vietnam. No, there probably should never be a team <laughs> in Vietnam. I don't think. No, but uh, well, what would you name a team in Halifax? If you because it feels like that's, I mean, you picked PEI, but I, I think Halifax would be your destination too. That makes sense, and also what you want.
0: I'm just. I'm sorry. I didn't really listen to that. I'm just kind of thinking of a team name that would Halifax would use.
1: Yeah, there was a there was a couple that kind of came to my mind, and obviously uh, Halifax, well, but... like the Q team, already has a stellar name, and the Mooseheads, like it's too bad they couldn't just buy that off them. H- but there's no way. Halifax. Um. Could you go like Halifax Lynx, like the muskrats,
0: <laughs> bobcats, Halifax Bears,
1: Halifax Deers.
0: What about the Halifax ticks?
1: What about just go with a maritime like collective name and go the Nor'eastern Storm?
0: Ooh, no, that's gross. (laughs) You don't like that? No, Nor'eastern Storm. Oh my (laughs) god, no. Jesus Christ. Would it just be fucking snow on the jersey? (laughs) Like a a rainstorm? Is Is it a rainstorm
1: or a snowstorm? What's the hurricane logo? Just wind? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know what your point That's here stupid. is. What's <laughs> the avalanche? Think, just it's not all Halifax snow. Warriors. It's not all snow.
0: Halifax Warriors.
1: What are they warriors from? Yeah, <laughs> nothing. Oh man, <laughs> I don't. You know. should
0: have let me know if you are going to ask me these questions. I would have really went. Uh, I would. I would have laid in bed with my eyes open and thought of potential Halifax names, and then I'd email them off to Gary Bettman.
1: I think they maybe should just take the Thrashers because the team's never going to succeed in thrashers. Atlanta again. Just take the jerseys, the take the name, because those jerseys were elite.
0: What about the Halifax Wind?
1: Halifax Wind? Half the people in the states are probably going to call it the Halifax Wine because they can't. They probably don't pronounce it correctly, right? A lot of, a lot of, nothing over there. <laughs> I'm
0: just brainstorming hard. <laughs> I think if, you maybe... could have a, if you could have videotape my brain and all the freaking what you, neurotransmitters booming off to one oh, to the other, man. it'd just be going crazy. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to keep up. Anyways, no, we
1: probably wouldn't be able to. How about so we just kind of move off that we want. Topic we want then,
0: obviously, but... I would want Prince Edward Island. Obviously, yeah. it's not gonna happen, so gonna, going to I'm happen. So I'm going to decide. I'm going to just give my vote to Halifax. I'd be sick. It'd Unless be awesome. there was like
1: another 2 million people that somehow just populated on Prince Edward Island could do it then
0: oh i think we have we do have a little bit
1: (laughs) Nowhere's close to
0: that no but we do have a good crop coming in justin trudeau lets some good ones in yeah generous but uh anyways what i'm getting back to is hockey that's what we're gonna get back to talking about here
1: yeah we'll get back into the chatter um how about like you said in the intro those sliding winnipeg jets (sighs) And kind of kind of relates with the expansion, right? They came uh, in. Kinda. they came in recently. New team, but uh, like, oof. what is going on in Winnipeg? Really, like, Halifax have been just fair as of late. If they really want to be serious um, for a playoff contention, like, they're gonna have to look to their veteran goaltender to lead the way, right? Yeah, he played phenomenal at the start of the year, and then somehow <laughs> she gone. His his touch is just not been there. They had a good weekend last weekend. Yeah. No, maybe it does continue and that success can just keep on yeah. moving them. And maybe they'll keep moving up the standings. Cause they did fall. Like they, I believe I checked there at one point. It was not long ago. They were second in their division and now they're the last
0: wild card spot. Yeah. That's a uh, huge slide. They're still going to be making the playoffs. So they have some time now to start playing good, oh, ho- good sure. hockey yeah, before yeah. the playoffs roll around. But what I don't understand is that, you know, their power play is struggling and, how is their power play struggling when you have the offense that they have? They do have a lot of like he, Kyle
1: Connor is an elite scorer in this league, right? You got to oh, yeah. agree on me on he's that elite. one. He's, like, elite, he's yeah. pretty underrated guy and has been like for the past few years. And he, yeah, he can score at will. Even Ehlers, he's been really quiet. Uh, Dubois, I guess they're missing him, he's going to be gone too next year. So, really, kind of the windows there. Like, Shifley's yeah. getting older, Wheeler's getting older. Shifley is having a really good year though he's have over 30 goals so but scoring was an issue but they kind of found that recently they have been putting the puck in the back of the net I, f- I feel like maybe their struggles right now is trying to get that consistency from Hellebuck and their defense just shutting it down like even more so he got hurt there exactly so yeah. he- he's a huge loss he's been having like a Norris type year if it wasn't for Eric Carlson this season so but
0: a large part of it too is just it's just simple. Like, just shoot more. And more times you shoot, the more the puck will go in. You know, the, the chance of it going in is going to happen. And
1: right now... That's how it works, eh? But it's, You it's, miss 100% it, of the shots you don't take. Exactly, but it's... Wayne
0: Gretzky, Michael Scott. Exactly. But <laughs> it's as simple as that. Like, Winnipeg is just not shooting as much. And if they just shoot more the puck's going to go in more. I know it sounds simple. <laughs> it but sounds maybe, real simple. But maybe hockey is just as simple as that. They Especially should. for Winnipeg Jets. You know, because their scoring went down. They've been scoring. Lights out, you know, first year. Well, all year, except for the last, like, what, two or three weeks?
1: Yeah. Yeah, pretty so, much.
0: But enough of the Winnipeg Jets. We know they're well, going to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, because I I looked ahead on their schedule there, too, and they get a pretty easy matchup after Thursday night's matchup here against the Bruins. Um Looked up and they look. They play Nashville, St. Louis, Arizona, Anaheim, the L.A. Kings, San Jose, Detroit. Wow! Their next seven games, yeah. they play one playoff team that's currently sitting in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, like Christ. they really got to take advantage of this stretch. They got at least minimum. They got to get five wins out of that stretch. Yeah, like minimum. It'll happen. Preds have been knocking on the door though, so ah, uh, they should be a little bit scared. They should be a little, a little bit scared. They should be on their heels a bit because Predators do have three games in hand and only four points back.
0: Bonus will get them there. Yeah,
1: hopefully. If he, he, he just needs to take your advice, though. Shoot, like, shoot. Make sure to get the boys. Shoot well, do you puck. think
0: coaches ever go in the dressing room and say, "Listen, guys, we haven't been scoring. We haven't been winning. Obviously, if you don't score, you're not going to win. Let's go out right there. Let's put more. Let's put more pucks in net." Let's put some traffic in front. Let's crash the net. It's as simple as that sometimes.
1: Pretty well, yeah, just got to go back to the the basics. Maybe this is just at the point of the season where they need to go back to the basics.
0: And you know what? I've Especially seen a lot when it comes of, to defending in their own I've zone. I've seen a lot of teams play like this, and I've seen you know Boston. i watched a lot of their games this year. And uh, they put pucks to the net. And they put traffic there, and they're just crashing they the ever. net all the time. And they've played like that well ever since Bergeron, Marchand were on there. Even went back to the days whenever uh Nathan Horton was playing. And I watched him in the playoffs and they didn't chair. Like they just put pucks like the defense, as soon as they get the puck back there, they're like putting it rider. to the net and they're crashing net and they always seem to score. It's as simple as that.
1: Yeah, they don't have to score pretty as long as the puck goes in the net. It's not gonna say otherwise on the score sheet.
0: Yeah, but uh, speaking of teams that may slide um, what about the Minnesota Wild with uh, the injury to well their star their player Their star player, yes. Kapersov, do you think they're still going to be making the playoffs or do you think they're uh, they're in some danger there?
1: Well, I'm going to touch on Caprizoff a little bit here to start off, like shitty injury. Real okay. shitty injury for the Wild. Uh, the guy was on another level for Minnesota, really though. Like he he's really special to watch. I don't know if many of your viewers really get a chance to watch Minnesota cuz they are kind of a quieter market even though but Minnesota the base, Minnesota is a hockey state. But, like, yeah. it seems like they're not talked about a whole lot, right, Minnesota? So I feel like he's kind of, like, he has all the attributes to be, like, a, a budding superstar, like, in the league. But I feel like he's kind of flying underneath the radar just due to the emergence of, like, a Tage Thompson, Jack Hughes this season, and, of course, like, McDavid and I'll get a ton of headlines as well. But when I think of, like, one of the most gifted players in the NHL, it's probably himself. Wouldn't you say? Like he's up there, right up there. Well,
0: McDavid obviously.
1: He, well, yes, but like he he's he top five. he like lifts his teammates up. Like their performance levels definitely enhance when he's on their line because yeah, fine. He's kind of like Crosby-esque in that way. Crosby always lifted up his teammates as well, line mates, yeah. uh, and like Chris Kunitz, he so got Chris Kunitz on a fucking Olympic team. No one knows how. Um, Pascal Dup- Dupuis, like. Like, those guys wouldn't even have been household names if it wasn't for Sidney Crosby. Yeah. And I kind of feel like Caprizov's doing the same, like, with a uh, – I mean, Zuccarello is a great player, but guys like uh, who, has, who he's been playing with has been, like, Sam Steele, like, Ryan Hartman, Freddie Goudreau, and, like, briefly for Eric Sanak, who is probably their best centerman, but doesn't even play with their best centerman. He's producing
0: – I was talking to Jordan there last night, Jordan Bimington. And uh, he was saying that Ryan Hartman's a little uh, sketchbag and, like, he's cheap, sh- cheap shot. He, he's not a very good player. Are we going
1: to talk on the Biddington a little bit here now? Well, no. And then go right back no, to the we'll, Wild? No, we'll, we'll or go or back what? to
0: the Bimington talk because I had a pretty good talk with him there. And, uh, you know, what? I understand where Biddington's coming from. But, yeah, with Kaprasov,
1: man. Yeah, he- he just creates so many different ways to score. Whether it's like making the right player at the corners, using yeah. his puck skills to fend off defenders, or just use that wicked release of his—like really, though—it's one was, of the one of the best in the league.
0: It was a it was a weird injury too. Like I, I saw the highlights of that.
1: Yeah, Logan Stanley just kind of like I don't know. I wouldn't say jumped on his back, but he kind of went over top of him and then just fell on him. It was. It was an awkward. awkward
0: yeah. Awkward. That's what you call an really awkward shitty, injury. Really
1: shitty play. Yeah. It hasn't really hindered the team too much, though. Because, yeah. like, Minnesota's been playing pretty good. They're 0 one in their last well, three games without Kaprizov. And they scored fucking 17 goals. Like, that's insane. Obviously, that goal average will not be sustainable. But if you watch... If you watch the wild since that caprizov uh, injury, and probably many eyes have veered off them because of that reason, uh, literally every other player has stepped up in his absence. Though, really, they're gonna be a playoff team when it comes down to it because they have such a huge lead. Yeah, which is nice to see, and it, you don't want to say it's ever a good time with an injury, but it kind of like if you wanted to happen, if it was going to happen, you'd want it to ha- kind of happen yeah. now in Minnesota's situation as it is right now.
0: And you know what's too sore? uh, They said that he's out for three to four weeks.
1: Three to four. So now that uh, that was like a week ago, so two or three left. Yeah,
0: so they said that if it's three weeks, then yeah, he could be back April 1st and then playing. that's when they play the Vegas Golden Knights on the road. And if he's out for the four weeks, he's back against St. Louis on the 8th. Now, you know, three to four weeks goes by pretty quick, Right.
1: It does. And he
0: got hurt, like, what, almost a week ago now?
1: It has been a week and a day.
0: Week and a day. So, theoretically speaking, he could be back in two weeks. So, he could be back. And all all Minnesota has to do is just, you know. Stay afloat. Just win. Half of them. Yeah, just win half of them. And you know that's going to happen.
1: It is going to happen, yeah. Definitely going to be a playoff team. I don't think that's – it is a big loss, but – They're way too far ahead to slide out of the playoff spot. They won't. And you know what? They're way too far ahead. And
0: it doesn't matter if they fall out of their current spot, which is second place in the Central Division.
1: Uh, I kind of disagree there a little bit because they'd rather the the home ice, yeah. Especially against Colorado.
0: The altitude and whatnot? It's going to get to the players.
1: (laughs) But they're going to want Kaprizov come playoff time because that guy brings it up.
0: But, you know, anything can happen in the playoffs. And home records and away records in the playoffs, yeah, it matters. You know, obviously the home teams Uh, usually come away with the more wins, statistically speaking, over the course of the NHL. Home teams usually win more often than not than the away teams. But it happens a lot. I've, I've seen numerous series where the away team has won every series.
1: It does happen. So and it can't happen. Anything, as long as they make it to the playoffs, I think they'll can be happen. okay. And yeah. I think
0: they will probably stay ahead of the Colorado Avalanche anyways. So For sure.
1: No, I, I think they will be fine there. Even if they're not ahead of Colorado, like you said, it's not going to be the end-end-all. But it is going to suck not having that home ice advantage against the uh, Stanley Cup defending champs. But is what it is when it comes down to it. So uh, another team. Sorry, you got more on the wild there? Uh, or do you want to go right to binner? Well, I was yeah, actually let's, thinking let's, about what, going what from. What was he saying to you?
0: I was actually thinking about going from one key player being in for their squad to another.
1: Well, let's let's touch on Binner just because he was big on there uh, against the Wild there last night. Yeah. Okay. We might as well I'll just quick quickly touch base on the so so on the maniac we all know himself.
0: Yeah, we all know St. Louis Blues goaltender Jordan Bimpton was suspended two games for roughing, unsportsmanlike, yada yada yada. We're used to that with him uh ryan hartman i guess he didn't like what he did when he passed by didn't look that bad to me
1: didn't look bad at all if anything it was bimington's fault for playing out of his nuts so fucking yeah (laughs)
0: and i looked at the score too and i seen that it's five (laughs) goals for minnesota it's almost pretty much the middle of the second bimington's probably just pissed at himself in the way he's playing Mm -hmm. and he knows hartman is the type of player he is and he's like you know what I can, make, I can do something here because everyone kind of knows what Hartman's like, and he kind of hit me there, but not really. So, fuck it. I'm going to do it. And I know you don't like how he does that. Well, you know
1: who he kind of reminds me of, though, like when he does this kind of stuff? Because he has, like, a little bit of an anger problem, and he doesn't really want to fight, really. I feel like he doesn't really want to. He kind of reminds me of Andy off The Office. <laughs> that guy had to go to anger management classes. Bennington probably should. Um, Whenever Andy was supposed to fight Dwight at lunch break, Andy got in his car and ran him into the bushes. And Bennington just sits behind the refs and says, Oh, thank you, ref. Thank you. (laughs) Don't let go of me, ref. Please hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't want to fight him. I'm so scared. Please don't don't (laughs) let me go. Yeah, he reminds me
0: of Andy off The Office big time. (laughs) I love The Office though, man. I know exactly where you're coming from there. But uh, yeah, what I got from the whole freaking video clip there that I saw, you know, the highlights there this morning, is that what the Jesus Murphy was the linesman's doing, holding back the goaltenders, the fans. Let them go. Flurry came down. He wants to fight. Bimington, of course, he wants to fight. Let I don't them think he go. does.
1: I don't think Bimington wants to fight. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Bimington would have no, went he... Flurry for sure. Yeah, if he did,
1: he would have got fucking shit faced. Do you think though? I actually um, watched I know, another clip surfaced after because of all this flurry and Bennington stuff, uh, a fight of flurry back in the Q days with the Cape Breton screaming Eagles. That guy can chuck him And he's not, a, he's not a twig just like uh, Jordan Bennington is. I, I believe flurry yeah. would have had the best of them, and that's why Bennington just – hid behind the ref the whole time. And, no, and he, decided, he
0: decided to do the old
1: cheap shots at Hartman, throw the blocker in, spear <laughs> one guy in the fucking nuts. Like, this guy's the cheapest, dirtiest loser in the whole league.
0: <laughs> you know what, though? He's entertaining, and I would like the to...
1: he gets He gets the people talking. But I don't like him.
0: But it's an entertainment business. You know what? The fans like to see it. You can't tell me the fans don't like to see that. If I was at the oh, I'd be like, "Yeah, let's do I it." I wanted
1: to see the fight just to see him get his face beat in.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I but think he, it probably would have happened.
0: But you know what? It and might honestly, happen. Honestly, might, might happen still. I think it's gonna Minnesota happen at some point. Minnesota and St. Point. Louis, I just mentioned. Yeah, there. it will happen at some April point. April eighth.
1: That's probably gonna be. That should be Jordan Bennington's next game because he's been playing like absolute <laughs> dog shit. So why bother even starting? I'm like this. This two game suspension is probably like he probably loves it. The team actually, I should say, probably loves it because they don't have to start them. <laughs> they might actually oh, win a game man. now. They might oh. actually win one.
0: Listen, he hasn't been playing that great biminton, but you know Saint Louis is not really playing that great either. And maybe, they did sell, so yeah, maybe the emotions get into biminton.
1: Krug has not been a great addition.
0: No, and but you know whatever. I I I think what biminton's doing there, I think it's all right. We all know what kind of player Hermit is. And did he deserve it there? Uh, what do I don't th- know. What, a, what
1: kind of player do you think he is then? You think he's a dirty player, Ryan Hartman? Yeah.
0: Oh, I love the way he plays. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I thought maybe you were, because I know you're a big Jordan Bennington fan, so I just didn't know if you thought it
0: was. Well, I'm not a big Jordan Bennington fan, but, but I. But you don't. I like, you don't hate him. I like the entertainment that he brings to the game. I like the excitement that he brings, and I like the theatrics that he brings. Like it's just fun to watch. Like I'm, I'm watching hockey to, to see some, you know, out there things and. Jordan yeah. Bimington does those things. He's not afraid to do it.
1: Well, the funny thing is... He's not going to hurt anybody. The funny thing is what kind of happened prior to the uh, that game last night. It was in St. Louis. Correct? Yeah, it was in St. Louis. Yeah. And St. Louis had uh, Ric Flair in the dressing room before the game. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's... He could have got kind of going. That's hilarious. He could have got going because of that reason. But yeah. I think he was still too scared to fight him.
0: Well... To bring this into play, I know it's something similar, but like the goalie there in the Philadelphia Flyers, remember him back in the day, Ron Hackstaff. We haven't really watched him, but I watched a lot of videos of him. I watched, you know, the Don you always, Cherry. You always
1: see them on the top ten or Don. Yeah, Cherry. Don yeah.
0: Cherry's the videos. Anyways, what I'm getting at is that the Philadelphia Flyers just fired their GM, mm-hmm. and they fired him because they want to get back to what they, they were, what they were, and that is that that is a mean team to play against. You know, a team that. They, they don't mind to mix it up. They don't mind to do things like Bimington's doing. You know yeah. what I mean? They want to get that logo back in Philly. And you know what? Lately, they haven't been playing like the Philadelphia Flyers that we're accustomed to.
1: No, they they need their identity back for sure. And a lot of moves that, I guess, we're just going to really transition over the Flyers here, but a lot of moves that Fletcher made, it, like they never really were massive altering moves Like during his tenure. He handed out some big contracts like to Existing player Sean Couturier, barely played due to injuries, which is really unfortunate for the guy. He was good though. He was one of the. He's one of the best like two way players, wouldn't you say? Man, he had a when couple he plays. Of, he had a couple when really good years there. Oh, did and he that's ever? When
0: he, that's when he got his. deserving like he, contract. Yeah,
1: I was. Yeah, I was just gonna say that as well. It, it it was a deserving contract at the time, but it just didn't pan out unfortunately for either side really. But the Kevin Hayes big overpay, I think, for what oh, he yeah. for what he brings. Like he, he's like a. Line two center at best, like yeah. mostly like a depth centerman. Rest of the line in that trade and sign didn't didn't pan out. Uh, is Prograf, like even really worth what he's making? He's getting he got that six years, six point seven five million dollar a year.
0: Well, it might be worth it here in like three years.
1: But he's always he's on the he's been on the block in Philly. Like he was supposed to be like one of the best defensemen out of that draft. Yeah, really.
0: but what I find funny. T- what I find funny, too, that came out of this, like, you know, the the GM getting fired, and then Breer taking over, and then the franchise, you know, the owners saying that they want to get back to what they're known for, and what their image was, and what their image is to a lot of us still, is that they're the Broad Street Bullies. Yeah. And Danny Breer, you know, he was that big, tough guy that fought a lot in the NHL. <laughs>
1: I'm just kidding. But uh, Him and Scotty Hartnell.
0: Yeah, but uh, do you think... Briere already, was already told by, well, he didn't, maybe not directly, but indirectly, we want our team to be back to be rough and tough. So, like, they're going to try to, I'd say they're going to try to bring in guys like, you know, Tom Wilson, well, uh, I- Josh Anderson, uh you know, those rough and tough players. And I think maybe the Philadelphia Flyers will transition back to a team from, like, you know, the early 2000s where, you know, those rough defensemen were, thrived as opposed to like the skillful ones maybe the maybe they're really going to go in that direction <laughs> there in philadelphia and now they're going to change the narrative around you know the skilled demon the skilled players they might just go back to rough and tough hockey but like they
1: kind of tried though like fletcher kind of tried like wrist is like bigger like he's a physical guy hayes obviously a big forward
0: he doesn't hit or nothing though man but he's, he has no he has no aggressiveness to his game not so guys
1: all. just, like, aren't scared of him, I guess you're trying to say? Yeah, like, yeah. he he doesn't bring that's that up. That's fair. That, no, that's fair for sure. But I actually, funny that you brought that up. If he was directly said that or indirectly, like, maybe that's kind of the way they want to go. He was actually on the Jeff Merrick show today as well, and they talked about that. They touched base on that a little bit because um, it was brought up that the Wild are kind of built like that now. Like, the Wild kind of have a Philly-esque team. Is what Merrick was saying, and I do agree. Like they do have those tough guys in their lineup that will fight. Like you got a Felino, you got Ryan Reeves, you got that uh, Middleton guy too yeah. uh, on the point. Um, Dumbo's a Dumbo's a pretty physical guy as well. They'll mix it up. Like they, it's kind of where Philly I think should focus their roster to kind of trying to imitate that, but maybe. You can't really ignore the skilled forwards either, though, because you're gonna need someone to put the puck in the net as you well. You gotta have them. Cause like, getting to Tom Wilson and stuff, yeah, that's great. But can he create so much offense on his own that he's gonna be a eighty point guy? I say, like, no, you need I, no. He's you need not.
0: your two or three skillful yeah. guys. That, but you know what? That's what I mean. That's what makes. That's. What, I'm just gonna bring him up now. That's what makes Andrei Sveshnikov such an important player for the Carolina Hurricanes. Is that he has that, he has that competitiveness that he brings. The grit, he can hit. You know, he he will fight if he has to, and yes. he can score goals. Yeah. He has nice hands. He's a complete player. Even and like he, a player like that in Philadelphia would, oh my god, the man.
1: city would love him like they do in Carolina. Like I don't wouldn't think Carolina would ever want to see him go. But that's the type of player you'd really want.
0: That's what that's the type of player any franchise any wants. Any franchise. Svechnikov yeah. brings so much to Carolina Hurricanes, and I've never felt like losing a player. And I, even whenever I was hearing what Ron Bredmore was say, Ron Bredmore was saying about uh, Andre Svechnikov there, like he said that obviously there's nobody that's going to be able to fill the hole of Andre Svechnikov. Yeah, no, he's no a, one will. He's a player that will never be replaced. And uh, with him going through that ACL tear, man, those surgeries, rough. they're not no walk in the park.
1: No, and I don't blame the—it was good on the team. I know they are probably looking at it where, like, they want the guy back, but they got the second opinion, too, from another doctor, and ultimately uh, the first guy was right. <laughs> but obviously they didn't want that bad news right away. Huge loss— Very big loss. I I can't really see. I know I was saying earlier in some previous episodes and stuff, this team could maybe contend against the Boston Bruins, but I can't see them even making it out of the first round right now.
0: I just can't believe how one player can.
1: He alters it so much. He alters this. There goes a snowplow. It is snowing where we're at. So.
0: Yeah, I just can't believe how one player brings down a franchise as much as he did, and maybe it's because it was so unexpected. Well, obviously, what injury is expected, but yeah, none really are. But an injury of this magnitude like that's not just three or yeah. four weeks, like Kapersov,
1: yeah, like he's gone for the whole season. You won't see him till training camp next year if you're lucky. Uh, they already had injuries to like Andre Cass, who's he's a, a great depth forward, really, to have uh, in your lineup, and he's obviously going to be an everyday guy. Max Pacioretty, another huge loss yeah. with that Achilles. Anti-Ranta. I mean, I, it does suck a goalie kind of gets hurt, but, like, they're lucky to they be so deep in goaltending yeah. that it doesn't matter as much. But
0: So what do you think injuries about
1: uh... were Injuries are a big issue for Carolina right now, and, like, I see them falling out of that top seed in the Metro. I do. I think Devils end up taking that. So congratulations to the New Jersey Devils. You are the <laughs> Metropolitan Division winners. Yeah, please banner. don't pull a Nashville Predators and hang a banner. We don't need that. Oh my god. We don't need that. But um, so that brings like a likely matchup against the New York Rangers in the first round, and they won't get by New York. Um, is it like, like is it too much of a stretch for me to say I could, like, all these injuries and. Just the way they've been playing, like even Aho's not even playing as well. The power play's been tr- absolute trash. Well, lately. guess who's
0: leading the le- leading their team in points this year? I'll just tell you. Would it not have been Svesh? No, it's natures
1: Martin Natchez, Yeah, he's been having a good year though.
0: Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like it's Naitchus. He was Sveshnikov expected and, to break on Aho were tied, whatever. But um, it's it's in. Is it in the blood for the Sveshnikovs? Like we know that Evgeny tore his right ACL in twenty eighteen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know. Of course, you know, what was it, Jordan Stahl was saying, I feel bad for him. Well, obviously, Jordan. But we're ready for a big playoff push here, and to get that news is unfortunate. We feel for him, and as a group, we have to move on, obviously, and find ways to fill that big hole that he has created. It is part of the game, An unfortunate timing, we feel bad for him, but we got to move past it. And you know what? That's what a captain has to say. He has to say, listen, shit He's happens. He's a good leader. Shit happens Let's get on with it and let us let someone step up. And is that someone that's going to step up? I think up? it's going to be him. Oh, he'll he'll step up. He's going up. to have to be the guy. That he's steps a playoff up, guy. There's
1: one other guy I have too.
0: Is it starts with a J and his last name starts with a P? That's
1: exactly the guy I have as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to do something, right? It's been really he's been very quiet his first few games with Carolina. He doesn't even record a point yet, but they have him on the top line. They have him on PP two. He's getting the looks like he did in Edmonton and did not produce, but he's got that uh, chemistry from a few years back in the World Juniors with Aho, and hopefully that does click eventually, and hopefully he can bring that out, man. Because he can be a guy that does bring the physical aspect as well, but he won't be as uh, tantalizing as an Andrei Sveshnikov by any means. But even if he's a fraction of what Sveshnikov was, is kind of what they need right now, they could make a series out of the Rangers, but I, I just can't see it Let's happening. Let's just he's, can't.
0: if he's at least two quarters out of four quarters. Of uh, so Festerkoff, half. That's okay. So half. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Math guy Joel.
0: But uh, yeah, no, you'll be able to see what you'll see. Perry is going to be yes. like uh, tomorrow night there against your Leafs. See what he's going to bring to the table
1: on the old Saint Patty's Day.
0: I think I'll take the Leafs in that game.
1: Yeah, I'll probably ride with you on that. one. they got the same patch jerseys out too.
0: Yeah, those ugly goddamn things. Whoa! I Pitiful, like them.
1: I like them. I like them. Matthews went with the custom green skates too, so for the occasion, bringing out some new, new wheels.
0: Hopefully that'll liven him up. Well, since he, uh, it,
1: it was said earlier, like I know you're gonna say he was having a down year, and it kind of he kind of No, kinda I'm not is. gonna say
0: that. I'm gonna say that he came out with the excuse of his wrist hurting is why he's not so So,
1: so you don't think it is hurting? Like his hands
0: not bother him? <laughs> if it was hurting, then why wouldn't he just take some time off and rest it and get it healed up before playoff time? Explain that one. He did take time off. Why well, he take time off right now? Leafs are in a good spot. It must be better now, and he's playing a lot better since he came back. Bullshit. You don't From, think he's been playing better? Complete bullshit. How, much, how many games did he take off? Did you watch? How many ga- how many hey, games we he watched that off? game Saturday night. How many games did he take how off? How good was he Saturday? How many games did he take off? It was a two, two, three weeks. And he wasn't ready then. His wrist what do you is mean? still hurting.
1: This was prior to that happening.
0: If as soon as he knew that his wrist wasn't hurt, as soon as he knew that his wrist was hurting, how come he didn't take time off immediately?
1: So you're saying like you don't like guys trying to play through some injuries? Not if it's affecting their play. He was still, he's still like their what top? He's definitely top three still on their points, three four. Oh, his numbers are. Oh nowhere's near where they were last year. No, nowhere's near. But, but his they, numbers but are still. He still... Like, What does
0: he have? Thirty plus goals. Yes. And he was. Well, he had thirty nine goals. I don't think he
1: has that many yet. No.
0: But anyways, he's still like in the top twenty in points in the league. Yeah. Up there. But what I'm saying is that if he's still hurting, like he said he is, he's still playing through a wrist injury. Why doesn't he rest and make sure that he's ready to go come playoff time? Did he say it was still hurting? Yeah. He says I'm playing through an injury. I'm playing through a wrist injury. And that's, there's been times where he that's, said. That's
1: news to me. What I, been, he what said what that I've there's seen, been
0: times where I, I wanted to do something, but my wrist wouldn't let me do it.
1: Probably go play tennis with Justin Bieber.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying that if <laughs> there's still times when he's playing right now that. He, he shouldn't he be, if take, that's the case. He can't take a what, shot or he can't do what, whatever um, he wants to do. He should take time off before the playoffs. Yeah. You know and, how good Toronto is in the first round of the playoffs? Not very well. But I. Um,
1: yeah, I, I kind of took what I seen was that it was hurting him prior to when he took that time off. So now he's good to go.
0: But uh, yeah, we all know that Austin Matthews is unbelievable. He can score at will. But I just think overall, sore is that if he's feeling any any sort of pain and that he can't play the way he we we all know he can, I think that he should take some time off, try to get the wrist as best he can like in as good a shape as possible before the playoffs there because Austin Matthews is a big piece of that puzzle there in Toronto, and you want him at his best definitely at the time of the year where they're trying to get out of that first round.
1: They're going to need someone to put the puck in the back of the net in the playoffs, aren't they? Oh,
0: man, they're going to have to, but you know what? <laughs> Hopefully
1: Willie steps it up too.
0: Yeah, but uh, what I want to get to is the Buffalo Sabres and the coach there – I just found some new information of why he isn't starting Craig Anderson. Is not it because all, of his age or what? Not all the time, but I think that they should be starting. Well, obviously they should be starting Craig Anderson more than they are. He has a terrific record. He has a better goalie. He has uh, good numbers. But, yeah, what, well, like what you mentioned there, he isn't starting because of his age. Is
1: that actually why?
0: It is actually why.
1: I mean, makes sense because he would probably – dwindle, um, like if he's playing a lot more often, right? Like there's no way he's going to be that consistent if yep. he's playing on a regular basis. He's what, 42?
0: Well, he's 42, and, you know, through 62 games, Anderson, will 63 of last night, Anderson only has seen uh, 22 of them. Thanks to his advanced age preventing him from being the Buffalo Sabres starting goaltender full-time. But if he were even five years younger, Odds are he'd be the starting goalie every other game, thanks to what have been remarkable performances so far this season.
1: He has been really good.
0: See, that's I. I just thought that was shocking. Like, if I was in the NHL playing games, like maybe Craig Anderson, maybe his age is really getting at him. Maybe he literally can't play all the time. Maybe he can only play one in every third or fourth game.
1: Well, I'm sure maybe like the coaches probably want him to play, but maybe he's the guy saying I can't. I can't go. Like. I'm way too gassed for this right now.
0: Like, And he's um, still playing hockey, though. Like, if he's at that stage in his life where, you know, he can't hold down and even a backup role. Like, Buffalo is basically rolling three goaltenders there. Oh, it's
1: Yeah, it's, I don't love it because that's where they're so inconsistent. And that's probably why they won't end up making the playoffs this year, right?
0: Like, that's they're what just, I mean. Like, They, they got no consistency back That's why there. I wanted to bring this up in this podcast uh, on episode 12 is that the Buffalo Sabres are on the brink of, you know, possibly making the playoffs, you know, besting oh, yeah. maybe the New York Islanders. Who knows? But, as it sits, why are they playing like a guy like Comrie or playing a guy like Lukanen?
1: Uka Pekalakonen?
0: Yeah. Lukonen? So that hand, 6K. A, that mouthful. But like, what I'm saying is that like, why don't you play Craig Anderson? His numbers are way better than the other two starters but i guess we know why now we know now and uh which which solves it for me i I kind
1: of figured that's what it would have been because yeah 42 like man he's old
0: but right now do you not think he's old enough like to i mean in good enough shape to roll hard to end the season like is he going to come back next year like is he trying to uh prolong his career to play even next year like what's going on there do you think in uh, craig anderson's mind? I don't know if he's, the way he's been playing, he can
1: definitely step into that backup role. Like, look at a guy like Brian Elliott in Tampa Bay. He's, he barely has to play, and then when he does, Tampa's probably just like, ah, we might lose this game, but whatever, we need Vassy to rest. I could see Anderson coming back next year, kind of go on a contending team like a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning, but I can't see him coming back in Buffalo because he can still provide value, like you said. Like he's, He has great numbers this year, but he just can't, Produce at a starting goaltender goaltender level right now. Well, so his best case yeah. scenario will be like a Brian Elliott in nets and just provide the back-to-back games really and a few here and there.
0: Where do you see him though? Like, uh, you know, obviously next year he's probably not going to be in Buffalo. Like, I've never seen the situation before where a team hangs on the three goaltenders and pretty much roll them consistently.
1: Like and p- poor Karm. Cormier? Cormier? He got, he
0: got hung
1: out to dry there against the Stars last week, too. Like,
0: they should they have put, put another up a goal. Ten, they put up a 10 spot. They have three goalies there to spare. Yeah. Like why don't they mix I it up? Know. Why don't they put Craig Anderson? Why don't they fucking do Cormier going in first period, Anderson in yeah. the second, and then <laughs> Luka Noka and, and Polkan in going in the third?
1: <laughs> well... Then they would have to dress one less forward or defenseman, though. Jeez, but whatever. <laughs> Why would they do that? No, just no. no, it's... Yeah, I don't I don't know. It may be a team that could have made the playoffs if they found some consistency in that goaltending, but... Imagine if they still could. They still, they, they, still Imagine could. If they, had... they are right there. Like Imagine if mentioned. they
0: had Linus Olmark. Right now.
1: They'd be a playoff team.
0: And they traded him to Boston for basically not too much, let's just say.
1: Was he traded or signed? Oh,
0: <sighs> Let him go. It doesn't yeah, matter. Like yeah, it was, he's, yeah, he was If they gone. let him go, it's even but, worse.
1: Uh, yeah, pretty bad call on that one. But I don't yeah. think anyone really seen the Sabres being this good after that Jack Eichel trade. Exactly. Yeah. Tate Thompson. Yeah he, yeah, he really stepped up. Darlene's playing amazing. Uh, and
0: Skinner's came back, and he's Skinner playing unreal. Skinner is
1: back, yeah, living up to that contract a little bit here. Do you ever watch— Alex a... Tuck's been really good, too. He has been. Very awesome. underrated player. Yeah. He brings a lot to the table, and while he's on that top line with Thompson and Skinner, like we just mentioned, what, you I made think he that brings trade? a lot of value. In a Buffalo standpoint, yeah, I would have, yeah, for sure.
0: I think Alex Tuck is like, uh, do you think he's like half the player Eichel is or like 75% of the player Eichel is?
1: Yeah, just due to like the injuries with Jack Eichel, obviously he's been slowing down in his career. He's not the same player he was in Buffalo. We haven't seen that in Vegas anyways. I, I know yeah, for myself for I sure. have not seen that. Like, be like, he's not really even talked about that much, and he's in fucking Vegas, man. Like, you never hear about him. You used to be he- hearing about him comparisons with Austin Matthews and he was David, and he stuff like Yeah, yeah, he was, he really was, but the injuries really, it really, really hurt him. Obviously, he's not playing with like, he's playing with Marches, so I guess, but like, will Stone help him a little bit more? I don't know. Um, it will, I, I would do that trade if I was Buffalo all day, every day.
0: Well, they had to. They were in no, yeah. In no situation. They,
1: they, yeah, they had no leverage on the whole matter because like, they wanted to get one surgery. He wanted a different surgery. It was a shit show. Yeah, we don't really got to retouch on that, but it was a <laughs> fucking shit show. Ultimately, it kind of worked out for both sides, though. So Buffalo, I can kind of see them being definitely a playoff team here soon in the near future if they figure out that goal And I think 6K will be good. He's a young guy on his rookie, rookie uh, year do you know right I now. But you what
0: I've you know, I've seen there uh, last night. I watched the Washington Capitals game and the Buffalo Sabres game. And, uh, you know, the Washington Capitals played a great game. Uh, Sabres, not so much. That uh, Nick Dowd line, man, they played unbelievable against that uh, Tuck, Skinner, and Shut Thompson. them down, eh? They just shut them down completely. I couldn't believe it. Like,
1: Nicholas Abkubal. Uh,
0: yeah, like, uh, we might as well dive right into make the case right now, I guess. <laughs> I yeah, yeah.
1: I I mean, well, with that, like, I I didn't like seeing Nicholas uh, Abkubal because he was on the Leafs there at the start of the year, and then they kind of mm-hmm. let him go there yeah, they did. through waivers. But didn't like that move, but Leafs kind of had to do it. But he's, he's a great depth piece. I, I loved is. him when he, he was playing with the well, Leafs. I, I really liked him, and he has that Stanley Cup uh, yeah. ring there. He's, and that, he's got some experience. And
0: that guy there... uh Kubel, he played excellent last night. Dowd played excellent. Dowd's a great player. And uh, another player that's really stepping up there for the Washington Capitals is uh, Protus. On yeah. the shutdown line, he generated shot after shot after shot. Physical guy. Great player there over in uh, in D.C. But, uh, yeah, let's get into Make the Case. I said to you there I wanted, the, I wanted this week's episode of Make the Case to be about a team that is – currently sitting outside the playoffs that could potentially sneak in. I want you to pick one team that you think would be that team to grab hold of one of those playoff spots.
1: So, I uh, I did a little bit of uh, looking around, like even looked in the West a bit because it wasn't, wasn't a really easy question, I wouldn't say. But looking at the West... I felt it kind of seemed already set. Like Calgary, they can't get any momentum going right now, and they just—I don't—I th- I think yeah.
0: I'm—you're I'm, right there. They—they
1: uh... they continue to lose games even though they're out shooting teams by like 20 shots, um, and letting in just as many goals, if not more, every night. They're—they playing absolutely pitiful. Uh, Sutter, pack your bags, you're gone.
0: That's sad, eh, for a Flames fan.
1: He's, like, he's ruining them right now.
0: No, it's not just for the coach, but like it's just sad for the Flames fan this year. Like
1: From what they went from to uh, what they have.
0: Man, they just lost two of their top players. And Good, They thought players. they were getting
1: two very great players in return. Like What's going on I, with though? Will he have a bounce
0: back here I year think next it's year? just a
1: coaching thing. I, I really do. I, I feel like Sutter's gone at the end of this year for sure, especially if they're not making the playoffs. He gets a new bench boss, and he's going to excel. He really will.
0: They should bring in Wayne Gretzky.
1: No. 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 Wow. No. They they probably shouldn't do that. No. Do you
0: think Wayne he, Gretzky got a good, honest crack at the Arizona Coyotes? Though, like, do you think? If I he mean, was put he didn't have a, a great team,
1: team. Didn't have a great team in front of him.
0: Like, what if he was put on? You know how Gerard Glant was given the opportunity to coach New York Rangers. They were already like, well. He really earned good. that one. He, oh, was, yeah. He's
1: been in the league prior. Like Gretzky, just kind of just jumped into Phoenix.
0: Yeah, giving the head coach, here's here's the job. Here the best hockey yeah. player in the world, but uh, he was given the worst hockey team in the world. Also,
1: yeah, that'd be like a new coach coming in and getting Arizona now
0: too. But you're right though, Sawyer. Like uh, Dryer Glant did uh, earn his gig there, being he, yeah, used he the to coach did. there, going up the uh, ranks, and especially even sure. him giving the shitty job of. Everyone thought the Vegas Golden Knights were going to be a shit team coming out of the gate. You know, the newest expansion team. Great place to live though. I know, but <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean, though.
1: You knew it was going to be a cello burn. Yeah. And they would be it's vegas there's
0: they knew it was going to be
1: tourists everywhere but man They knew it
0: was going to be sold out though if you're visiting
1: vegas you're going to go to a game if you're a no hockey but like fan.
0: whenever whenever the team just got there like did you think that i didn't think they, they were, were going to be no. an instant success like vegas i gonna to go to the cup final like come on
1: never in my life did i think that was happening I, I thought they'd be competitive in a few years i did not think they'd be that competitive that early but we're getting away from the subject yeah. here. yeah and so i looked at nashville as well Oof. and they kind of sold at the deadline and no one really knows what's going on with uh, Philip Forsberg either. Mm. Really, haven't heard anything on his status on that injury at all.
0: He doesn't care. He got his contract last year.
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, they, they, he did, I guess. And I don't know. They kind of. It's gonna be really tough for them unless Winnipeg just continues to shoot themselves in the foot, like we were talking about earlier about that huge slide they're on. What's but, the point? like but they have points? Like sl- four points behind. Yeah, it's really close. Like wow. if uh, if Winnipeg does lose, but like I mentioned earlier, they got that really easy schedule. Um, four points behind, yeah, three games in hand for Nashville. So anything is possible, but I don't see it happening with that schedule. Of Winnipeg. So I had to focus on the East, and the East is just kind of like a anything can kind of happen, really. But at the same time, I could kind of see it staying the same. But one team that I did did stand out to me was the Florida Panthers for myself. Uh, mm, the roster I find is just too good not to make this playoff so, right? Like they have those playoff type players in Sam Bennett, uh Macichuk, Anthony Duclair. Uh, I like Lomberg's play too. Lomberg's good. You yeah, got he's that a good you got that veteran player in yeah. uh, Eric Stahl, but he's been really pretty even sl- pretty bad. slow this year and he's stuff. Been slow too. Yeah, you got that big enforcer, Radic Gudaz. Uh, Brandon Monitor, having a great year too. Monitor, like a Mo- computer mon- monitor? 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 <laughs> Ak- Aaron Eckblad Aaron Eckblad <laughs> and like Forzling, like they're a deep team. Like you got Sam Reinhardt too. Of course you got Barkov.
0: Like on this, paper they're a playoff team.
1: On paper, they're a really, really strong team. It's just a matter of kind of getting it together right now. And I, I find they are starting to get the pieces together and actually starting to click right now, especially with Duclair back in the fold. Uh the biggest thing is though, they're gonna need the cons- they're going to need the consistency. Uh, there's going to be a little bit of fuzz on the mic there with Joel stroking off the table here for some reason. <laughs> but uh, they're going to need that. It was um... smooth
0: aluminum. I don't know why I did that.
1: Yeah, but you can you can stop, though. Uh, the listeners won't appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be have the big focus, I feel like, it's going to be on Barakoff and Kachuk. And they need to be their best players down the stretch. And they can be absolute difference makers and more than just on the offense, right? Holy shit! Because
0: speaking, I'm just saying I have to interrupt you here. I really do. Okay. All speaking right. of this, speaking of the Florida Panthers and how you might they make the make the, how they may make the playoffs, <laughs> it's six fifty one in the first period and it's six three Panthers over Canadians. Holy like, shit! Like that's fucking <laughs> nine goals scored, and, and there could be another two more goals scored. That's it's like the highest scoring period of all time, folks. Right now, nine goals—that is absurd. And, you, and I came over here to watch the pot I mean, to do the podcast story tonight, and he said, "No way, in hell, are we watching the Habs?" And we just missed one hell of a we first period. I tell you
1: that. Yeah, because we had that Penguins and Rangers on, obviously a way better game to put on. But, but
0: this game could be like in like nineteen fucking sixteen.
1: <laughs> let's hope it does. Uh, let's hope it does. Holy oh, shit. Back to uh, back to the tracks here. The, put the, took put, the over. put the train going in the right direction. Like I was saying, they can produce more than just offensively and provide so much value. Like as Barikov just excels in his own zone and acts as nearly like a third defenseman while Kachuk can bring that physical presence and be an absolute pest and menace to play against on the ice. Exactly. Man. Like no one wants to match up with that guy. And if you get Pabrowski playing to like ninety percent Eighty percent of where his Vesna season was. This this team's in the playoffs because Penguins have been struggling. Fucking Tristan Jerry, I don't even know where his head's at right now. Yeah. Um, Islanders are kind of falling apart. No Barzell, Horvat's kind of where is he? Anthony Bouvillia yeah, in Vancouver's been playing better than he has. We so, kind of
0: knew this all about.
1: So like I can see Bull, either Florida. of those two teams dropping.
0: Risky, risky. Uh,
1: really risky either trade. of those two two teams dropping, but I I have Florida as my team. That's on the outside that's most likely to get in.
0: All right. So I'll ask you one more question just to follow up on it. So what is who is one player on the Florida Panthers that you think will have will like make the difference?
1: If, it's going to have to make the biggest difference. Yeah. It's going to have to be I know, probably just sound like a broken record, but it's gonna to have to be Barakoff, right? Their best player because he hasn't been playing like their best player all year, yeah. and he's gonna to have to step up and be that player he was last year. I know he's kind of dealt with a little bit is of it? injury issues, like is he it? has that hand problem right yeah. now, but he needs to step yeah, up in a big ice. way, your and good, he's he can good. play on either side of the ice. So yeah. if he's not producing uh, offensively, he's gonna be he's got to be to his. Uh, his two, 1B his game, in yeah. which is going to be a third defenseman basically in his own yeah. zone and acting as that great forward. If that only he's.
0: we could contact Berkoff because I know something that would
1: help him immensely. Yeah. Uh, was it Jonathan Huberto?
0: No. and Well, obviously that. But something that would help Berkoff an awful lot is that if he listened to Katy Perry before he played his games, I think it would get him pumped up. I think it would get him in the right mindset that he had to be in to uh, lead his team to victory each and every night.
1: What's the specific song of Katy Perry that would get him amped up and uh, ready to go each and every night?
0: Baby, you're a firework.
1: Baby, you're a firework. Come on, show me what you're worth. Yeah. Here we go, up, up, up. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Barakoff. Crank that shit in the
0: room. Yeah, so that, Do exactly. it. you're into it, man. I, I, I like that. But uh, yeah, that's what all he has to do. And uh, again, not uh, let's not get too complicated. Just listen to some good music beforehand. I think that's all he's gonna really need. Or like, get the whole team listening to it. Like it's it's easy stuff that you need. Some to get. light
1: stuff. Just some, get, some
0: the light mo- get the mojo going. Don't worry about it. Like they should get in and say, "Boys, listen. Let's try to make this. Let's try to make the playoffs. here. we're the team for it. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun doing it. Let's just play it hard." You know, it's it's all comes down to.
1: This is a playoff team. It's going to be an embarrassing season if they don't make it. Anyways, so enough, they're, o- they're they're going to win. Let's hear from you, Joel.
0: Enough, yeah, enough of what you have to say because it's usually wrong. What I use, what I usually, <laughs> yeah. what I usually yeah, say yeah, is usually it's pretty, right. W- pretty wrong, eh? I usually, I'm usually right. So what I'm going to say, and I wouldn't say that, man.
1: Kane nah. went to the Rangers. O'Reilly went to Toronto. McCabe went to Toronto. Exactly what yeah, I said. Yeah, that's. What so I said, what I'm man. saying
0: is that. I think there will be no teams that are currently sitting outside the playoffs right now that will make a successful push to crack wow, the, squad for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Okay,
1: okay, so you made the question,
0: but you picked no <laughs> team, no team from
1: outside to make it. So yeah. Wow. That's my answer.
0: I don't think any team is going to. Let's
1: hear the case. I want to hear your case, so All you can't right. just you can't just get. Here's my point. case, you... but tell, it's not... tell me tell me how great these other teams that are in. It's not. And why are they so deserving over it's, these other it's teams? It's not
0: coming from the heart here, uh, but I will make the case. I just kind of wanted to hear what Soar had to say there about uh, what team he thinks is actually going to crack the spot, like that'll take over the Islanders, Pittsburgh. I think a
1: team will, man.
0: Wow. Well, anyways, the eight teams from each conference are set, I think. But where they finish within those eight spots is still obviously up in the air. A lot still can change, obviously. If I had to pick one team, though, if I had to pick one team, and I will. He's not, though, folks. And I will, just to make the case. Uh... One team I would pick is the Washington Capitals, because Alexander Ovechkin. Like, what more can I say? Right. Yeah.
1: Holly <laughs> can do a score though.
0: Uh, but it, yeah, it is. He's a bit of a liability. It's a tough in call. It was a tough call between them and the Sabers. Uh, the experience there in D.C. I can see them finishing strong, and actually, you know, beat no the Islanders there for that uh, final wild card spot, and playing the Bruins first round and just seeing what could happen. I know they might lose, but I just really want to see Ovechkin in the playoffs again. <laughs> but, uh, Who doesn't, though? I watched your game last night against the Sabres. I know I haven't mentioned this already, but uh, about uh, the line there, their fourth line of Kubel, Protus, and Dow They shut down that Thompson line so hardcore. Like I feel like they could do the same with that, uh, you know, Marchand, Bergeron, or the Pasternak line. I really think they could do it. And... Uh, you know TJ Oshi, I watched him play again last night, and if he's playing hard, and not hurt, then he's he's bringing his game every single every single night, and especially down the stretch here when they're trying to search for that spot. TJ Oshi's the kind of guy that you want in the lineup, and you can't disagree with me there, Aisora. Eh, I am
1: not going to disagree. He's really stepped it up after coming back from what what's it been his fifth injury this oh, year?
0: Man, he just gets injured all the time. You think it's, it's playing the, style or That's what?
1: that's the issue for him. He's always hurt. Yeah. yeah. If you could stay healthy, he's, he's a great player, and we've seen that over his his length of his career. Yeah, and like
0: Strom's coming off that. Uh, he's he's on a six-game point streak right now, which is great. And uh, Sandine, Rasmus Sandine, like since coming over from the Leafs, he's set, he has the second most points since arriving to a new team through five games with nine points. Ever.
1: I didn't love that trade.
0: I, when I seen that stat there last night watching that, And then I see another familiar face that was just traded. Dimitri Olav with the most points over a five game span ever. Like, we're talking guys like Bobby Orr. Like, they're ahead of guys like Bobby Orr. I know it's an interesting stat, and you can't really look too much into it. Well, because,
1: like, most of those guys, like Bobby Orr, like you said, I guess it's rookie year. So it's like.
0: It was actually. Bobby Orr actually had his first, his most points in five games with the Chicago Blackhawks when he got traded to the Chicago Blackhawks. Interesting. Yeah. But, uh, it was interesting. But you, you gotta, you just gotta love a player that can take off from a new change of scenery. Like, Sandine's doing it, he's giving the chance. And he needed uh, the
1: chance, and he wasn't gonna get that in Toronto. Exactly. So, I hated the trade because I knew a player like this was gonna happen. Like, a, like, this was gonna happen. Yeah. Because I feel like it's almost like a, uh, McKay, sorry, a McCall, like, Sergachev trade that <sighs> Montreal made with, uh, Jonathan Durant. I feel like he's going to be that type of an impact player with four Washington for years to come. I really do. And, and, and obviously fans of the Leafs going to be looking back at it and kicking themselves just like they were with Kadri getting traded to but you the to Colorado look, Avalanche.
0: But you have to look at it, though. Toronto's he, in a win-now mode. Yeah, and they weren't. They didn't wasn't need gonna, another offensive defenseman. Well, Offensive. Yeah, offensive defenseman. Well, they could but he actually. just
1: needed to get put in that position. Uh, position to succeed and they needed
0: he, to put him first line power play and they need to win all offensive draws and
1: when they did he actually did produce like when morgan riley was out i think morgan riley should be the next guy
0: out on that team we'll see what happens here after this playoffs it's gonna be fun eh well what are we like three weeks away from the first round wow
1: yeah when does it start mid-april right so but question for you woo, washington eh
0: I think it might be wash I don't think it's gonna happen. I said yeah. I think that sixteen teams are set right now, No, where they fall, not so much, but I think it's gonna stay relatively the same. but one more question for you, sora uh do you think a new change of scenery works out more so often than not for the player
1: more so often than not uh it might just kind of depend on the player, I guess wouldn't you say? Like,
0: just, so like you know, just it comes near. to a
1: point where these players that need the change of scenery, it's just their time has kind of come up. Like maybe sometimes it's just they're, they're getting too old or they just want kind of out. But like, it's kind of I want to bring that one guy really comes to mind, kind of yammering my words here, but Tarasenko, Sanko, uh, like he wanted out for a long time, change of scenery, goes to New York. Like, uh, didn't get off to a hot start, really, and he's Played not. Well he's now he's been playing a lot better, yep. so I think for Did the most for the most part, it does work out in the mm-hmm. player's favor for the change of scenery. Like look at Alex Tuck. Yeah. Uh, Eichel obviously hated the Buffalo Sabers, mm-hmm. so he, it's gonna work there. Patrick Kane, uh, jury's kind of still out because he's what three time Cup winner in Chicago, yeah. so. But so But Chicago
0: sucked. Sorry to interrupt here, but. I kind of want to put this in your ear too, is that uh, it doesn't just come down to the change of scenery. I feel like it comes down to, yeah, obviously the change of scenery as well, but it comes down to the amount of minutes in the in the role that they're going to be put into on their new team, you know. Yeah, like, most of the time, cha- most of the, the time, change their roles happens, do change. Their roles change for the better. Like they, us- they usually mm. are put into that top six role and that top power play unit because they w- the franchise wants to give them a shot. They want to give them every opportunity possible to prove others that they're capable of what they think they can do.
1: But for the most part though, majority of the players that do change this uh, their uh, location, they they are going to be playing the same role, so when it comes down to it cuz like that's what you got the player for.
0: And especially since like Th- Orlov, he's not coming into a shittier team. He's going to a better team. Yes, but right now he's on the first line power play in Boston.
1: It's working out really good. Over too.
0: McAvoy, like how can like Mac? You can't. You can't tell me that Mac McAvoy's pissed over this.
1: McAvoy probably is not too pleased, and I don't know. Like he is deserving of the spot for sure, but. When you get a new guy, like you were saying, like give him the opportunity because he can actually provide some offense as get well. Get his confidence and up and yeah, give him the shot. Yeah. And then if like, he doesn't
0: su- succeed,
1: then that, that yeah. team could probably roll the two defense on that power play unit though.
0: But who do you sit out though?
1: Well, obviously you, you got
0: Pasternak. You got Pasternak,
1: Bergeron, Bergeron Marchand. Put Orloff, McAvoy. Like, who do you really need to put like a Taylor Hall or a uh,
0: Tyler Bertuzzi?
1: Tyler Pertuzzi. Tyler
0: Bertuzzi wasn't really given a good shot. Like, I don't know if Tyler Bertuzzi is going to re-sign there in Boston after giving the minutes that he's been given right no. now in Boston.
1: and also you can't forget about Jake DeBrusk as well. Um, he can't because he's he, been
0: playing well. He's
1: been playing really good, but...
0: See, that's why it's so hard to bring in new guys and ruin the chemistry and the ruin the roles that certain guys have already conquered. Established, yeah. Uh, yeah, established themselves to doing. Like, I would be fucking shook up right now if I was Charlie McAvoy getting kicked off the first power play unit like the first power play unit unit means a lot you get a lot of points in time. the first power play unit you get a lot of you know you get a lot of confidence being on the first power play unit like do you think the coach goes to Charlie McAvoy and say listen we know the type of player you are right now we want to get this new comp we want to get this confidence with the new acquisition we got with Lov and we want to put him in the top power play situation McAvoy, we know you're the type of guy. We know you're going to be there. Like, do you think the coaches are behind the scenes telling this guy this to keep well, it's his not even out? all
1: that though. But like, he wasn't really producing on that power play unit either, though. He wasn't. So it, it was kind of like it's kind of nice to kind of see that change too in Boston. But I mean, and other teams since see that moves, change. it Hasn't right? really, yeah. Well, other teams need that change. You were saying? No, I mean
0: like Boston. They kind of have the same kind of power play. Blah blah. When McAvoy's on it. They weren't rolling as good. Like, they even put on, uh, who was the other guy there in Boston that they put on the power play there for a bit, that defense. Hampus Lindholm. They had Lindholm on there and Grizzly on there at times. Like, they've been going through the, you know, they've been going through giving everyone a good chance there, like, for a defenseman on that power play.
1: Well, he's essentially your quarterback on that power play, right? So you want a good puck-moving defenseman in order yeah. to get that puck to your forwards and even be able to, shoot a fucking howitzer, should we say, yeah. at the blue line.
0: But uh, I really do like the so, play of McAvoy. Like. Yeah.
1: But for the most part, regarding your question, though, change of scenery is usually good. Um, one case I feel like kind of stuck out that may, might not work as good is probably Bo Horvat in New York, though, with the Islanders. Because yeah. that, that team's not really set up for long, like, long success as... I know Vancouver's been really struggling, but I can see this team being better than the Islanders in a few years time. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Why so? They're so much younger and they're just a lot they're going to be a lot deeper because they're going to have those what high are the top draft picks. In, in Vancouver? One. Like their prospect wise or just what they have right now? Right now. Right now you got Patterson, Kuzmenko.
0: So you like Kuzmenko?
1: I like Kuzmet you think he's going uh, to be solidified there? Have you seen his numbers? They're like on par with Pavel Burry's rookie year in Vancouver, which is absolutely absurd. He's Those unreal. two, and you cannot forget about Quinn Hughes.
0: Quinn Hughes.
1: Like, he's not going to, he, like, he's he's not physical or nothing, but he is what we were kind of discussing earlier. He's going to be mover. that quarterback he's on here. He's a puck here. mover, but. You don't think he's too good, eh? Let's, let's you're just shaking say, your head over there.
0: Let's just say there's a lot of defense when I'd take over him if I had to do a uh, redraft.
1: He is so young, man.
0: But uh, I have one more question for you, too, so I know we're getting to the end of the podcast here now.
1: Yeah, I I still have one other thing I want to bring up myself. Did you ever uh, wear,
0: I think one time I saw you wearing the number 69 before. (laughs) That is false.
1: Really? Yeah, no, I never wore that number, no.
0: Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question right now. Are there any players ever in the NHL history that wore number 69?
1: To my knowledge, and it's not something I ever look up, I'm going to say there probably was, but uh, for me, I cannot think of a name that actually did wear number 69.
0: Okay, so I'll tell you right now.
1: I figured you would tell the me. Fun that. fact: is I was waiting for that. There
0: has been two players in NHL history to wear number 69. One player is Andrew Desjardins, he played with the Sharks and the Hawks. And the other forward is Melvin Engelstad.
1: Never would have guessed here those. He plays yeah.
0: this Melvin guy only played two games with the Washington Capitals in 03 04. Are the only players in NHL history to wear number sixty nine. <laughs> now I brought this up because sixty nine well we all know what it we all know the you know the ironic Yeah, yeah it's a sex is it act, yeah. Ironicism. Is that a word? <laughs> ironicism? Uh,
1: I probably would never use that word in my life. You know what I mean but... though? I, I know what, you what you're trying to say. Yes. Exactly.
0: So that's all that matters. So, <laughs> anyways, Andrew Dejand had the jersey assigned to him at the end of the 2010 11 season as a choke.
1: Oh, that's actually kind of recently. Yeah. I did
0: not... And he wore it a couple of years before getting traded to the Hawks. Like, he, he literally just came onto the team and the Sharks. You know, he's playing well in the AHL, blah, blah. And uh, the Sharks decided to sign him. And literally. Like, the staff was like, let's play a joke on this guy because he's kind of a funny guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's, let's assign him 69. Like, they all See know... what he says. They all know the significance behind it. Whatever. He said, yeah, I'll wear it. Whatever. He So he wore it for two years. And, uh... Anyways, obviously what I said before, I actually didn't pick the number. The San Jose Sharks picked the number for me as, like, a joke in quotations. It was given to me as a camp number. And then I eventually just made it my Sharks number as a young guy. I wasn't able to change numbers and I played a few, like they weren't allowed. They didn't allow him to change numbers. That's and hilarious. I, and I played a few years with that number. Then when I was able to change numbers, I changed to 10 when he traded to the Hawks in fourteen fifteen. And in that fourteen fifteen season, Andrew actually won the cup. And uh, yeah. So I, I thought it was pretty funny. I just yeah, read, I just read yeah. that fact. there. How'd you I, come along that? Well, I actually read the fact there. I uh, where was that? Where did I see that fact? I actually Googled something random, and it came up. The only players that wear number sixty-nine in the NHL. You know how those Google things come up, and then you you Google something, then it says like did different you, things underneath did,
1: it. Did you hit like? Oh yeah, I know what you mean. You could. Yeah. You should also hit like I'm feeling lucky. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. I didn't.
0: No, but. Uh, yeah, man, that's that, a bit that's of it.
1: A, that's an interesting fact, though. It never, like, <laughs> like I said, I, I figured someone probably would have in the hundred years that the NHL has been going on, but never would have guessed who actually wore the number.
0: Like, how is that even a thing? Like, someone, sixty-nine. Connor like, McDavid, McDavid should just
1: Connor McDavid just don the jersey you now. See what happens. I don't know. <laughs> Be the but, number one selling jersey.
0: Before we leave here, so well, right I we have
1: leaving. one more thing I want to touch on too. Okay. It's not even in the NHL. Oh really? No, it's uh, it is hockey related though. And uh, I came across that uh, came across this news mm. a little late there last night. And when I saw it I was uh, I was quite surprised and it actually has to deal with the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Wow. Yeah. And they are planning on having a rule in place to ban fighting. So making it black and white that there's no long that it will no longer be part of the game. That's stupid. Yeah, so the plan is to start as early as this June, you so it'll what? take an effect for I'm next leaving. season.
0: This is, a stoop. this is stupid. If they're actually thinking about that, I'm never going to another Islanders game again. Well, I tell you that.
1: yeah, and I, I kind of looked into it a little bit like, more. What the hell? And they Are they listening to that like, girl on well, uh, Sportsnet
0: have... there? What's her name? The one that Kevin Baska got into there that time?
1: Yeah, yeah, she's on there, Jennifer uh, Botterill.
0: Yeah, it's, she's probably up to this. She doesn't want to see any contact no, in the league no, at all. it's the uh, she...
1: it's the Quebec government that's actually up to it, and like the Q already has a more harsh penalty in place right now for fighting, and that's like an extra ten minute misconduct to the already existing five minute major for fighting. So as I dug a little bit deeper into the story, it appears that the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League requested twenty million dollars from the Quebec government for pandemic fundings. To cover costs in which the league was playing in empty buildings back in 2020 and they were having to receive the money was to find, sorry let me rephrase that, so in order for them to receive the money they had to find a way to curb fighting in the league. So now it just kind of seems like they're doubling down on what they did prior, so that's just completely absurd in my eyes like the fans fucking love fighting and not just adults either it's the kids that absolutely go crazy for it this is what gets some of these kids to the game and it would be the only thing they would talk about at school the next day really if they seen a fight at the game because it is such an exciting moment and everybody gets so engaged when a fight is happening i just really hope it's not going to be like a domino effect um so like meaning like who knows other, how other, other teams anyways. well like i don't want other leagues to adopt this really because fighting is a big part of this game it's a huge part of this game because not every because not all the teams are looking for skilled forwards all the time because you need those enforcer type players you need those physical guys you need guys who are going to be able to step up four players on your team because there's always going to be some dirty plays in the in any league you play in right But there's gonna be those knee on knee plays, there's gonna be some hitting to the head, there's gonna be spearing plays we see in the NHL continuously, uh like intentionally like running their star players. You're gonna need those physical enforcers and guys that are willing to fight for your players, right?
0: Like we're just watching this the highlights here of just the first period here of the Pittsburgh and Rangers game. People are hitting each other right, left and center. Like playoff atmosphere. Like you're basically okay, first step, get rid of fighting. Second step, get rid of hitting.
1: 's got yeah. Just I don't like, want to see that because if that kind of ha- like
0: I don't know, are you gonna, if like, I can get rid see of...
1: myself watching NHL if there's no
0: hitting. Like, are you gonna get rid of the sport boxing? Are you gonna get yeah. rid of the sport football? It's like, absurd. It's... Come on, get with it. There's fighting in hockey. If you want to play it, play it. If you're want, if you want to be a fighter, be a fighter. Yeah,
1: it's it's not like anyone's telling you you have to be a fighter. It's really kind of Only, up to that player's exactly. choice.
0: Only the fighters play the fighters. We all know this. Or like a non-fighter it's their play chance. a non-fighter. It's
1: their chance to take their game to a professional level. It yeah. might not even be the NHL, but it could be like the ECHL. It could be the AHL. But they could at least like provide for their families playing on those contracts, right?
0: Like we know an, a Ryan Reeves isn't going to fight a Kuro Kapasov. You know Ryan Reeves isn't going to fight an Andrew Cogliano. You but know, you need those guys to step
1: up for those players though. Exactly. I I was I was kind of fuming over the whole thing whenever I seen this really. That's that
0: Amber Botterill, man. Who? That Botterill on sportsnet, whatever her name is.
1: Yeah she did mention she doesn't like that kind of aspect of the game but it's telling it's it, not it's not her. it's not her telling the it 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 Bieska. It's like I said, it's the Quebec government that she basically that told forced Kevin Bieska well, no, no, I don't. No, I don't like government. the. Hitting. I don't like the contact. That I don't like that is not it. They have nothing to do with the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League whatsoever. Absolutely nothing. Do not listen to him on that but one. It's all the, same. It's the it's Quebec same government same because they wanted that twenty million. The Quebec League wanted that twenty million dollars from them for the pandemic funds, and they said the only way you're going to get this money is if you curb fighting out of the league. And so they the Quebec are essentially, was doing this? They're essentially doubling down on what they wanted garbage it is garbage yeah but Sad, hopefully it doesn't go to uh the ohl or the w or you well ncaa i guess has no fighting anyway so anything you want to send off with here joel we uh covered so many topics here today folks a lot of teams go panthers let's ride baby
0: okay uh, <laughs> the panthers sorry i can't disagree with you man they do have a really good chance of cracking, uh, cracking a playoffs berth here.
1: I think it's the only team really that has the best chance.
0: But you gotta admit though, you'd love to see Ovechkin in the in one another playoff matchup there. Like, wouldn't it be if nice see to see Ove- Washington the Bruins play? Oh man, first round, I would Orlof, love that.
1: Orlov against the former team, halfway oh, against the former team. That'd be sick. I, I just see Florida making it a more competitive matchup. I feel like if Florida, Florida wouldn't be I Boston. feel like I feel Florida like if Florida comes Boston. into the playoffs, they're going to be a team that no one's going to really want to play against. They're so deep, man. They're a deep team, deeper than Washington. They might not have an Alexander Oveskin on the team, but like how many teams really do? So Florida's going to be the team. Make the case. <laughs> Let us know. Joel, send us off into the sunset here tonight, buddy. All
0: right. I uh, just want to say congratulations here to the Chicago Blackhawks in beating the Boston Bruins there the other night. Um,
1: yeah, a big, big win for a team trying to get the number one overall pick. Yeah, it's... Uh, just lose, man. Just lose.
0: You definitely know where it was at, but... Uh, yeah, that's it's, really, all I really have to say. I don't really okay. have much to say. Yeah, let's, of, let's jump in. My eyes, my eyes are kind of on the yeah. Pens and Rangers Yeah, so right we got to
1: have to wrap it up. I'm going to go off with the joke of the week again. We're going to go, do you have one or no? Because i got one lined up What's here.
0: What's your uh,
1: joke? Yeah, it's the hockey joke of yeah, the week. Yeah, I do week. have a joke. So, I do have a joke. All right, I got a question for you, though, firsthand before. Sure. Have you seen the hockey player who visited the bank? No. <laughs> <laughs> He said he wanted to give out more checks. <laughs>
0: oh, sorry. I know. You comedian. Uh, yeah. Okay, here. Just call
1: good. me Just call me Jerry Seinfeld.
0: <laughs> He's coming to PEI, eh?
1: Yeah, you gonna go?
0: I'd like to. You wanna go? Might
1: as well book some tickets. We, we should tonight. Seinfeld's a great show.
0: We should tonight. That'd be funny to go see him.
1: Is it in the cup? Or no. like East Link Center or something? I think
0: it might be in the Jubilee. Oh, <laughs>
1: I haven't been there since elementary school. I'm not sure,
0: but here's a joke for us, guys. All right. Uh, A young newlywed couple wanted to join a church. The pastor told them, we have a special requirements for new parishioners. (laughs) What the fuck? Is that the joke? (laughs) no, No, you must abstain from having sex for two weeks. The couple agreed and came back at the end of two weeks. The pastor asked them, well, were you able to get through the two weeks without being intimate? Pastor, I'm afraid we were not able to go without sex for the two weeks," the young man replied. "What happened?" inquired the pastor. "My wife was reaching for a can of corn on the top of shelf, and I dropped it. When she bent over to pick it up, I was overcome with lust, and we did it right there." "You don't understand, of course, that this means you will not be not be welcome to, in our church," said the pastor. "That's okay," said the young man. "We're not welcome at the grocery store anymore either." <laughs> Nice. <laughs> wow. That's anyway, right. though, guys, uh, go to a new town. Thanks for listening to all you animals. And yeah, it's uh, been a
1: pleasure talking with you here, shooting the shit once again. I weekly basis.
0: Yeah, I, I hope you guys all uh, listen to us there next week. It's going to be a, a really good one next week, so I hope yeah. you guys tune in.
1: Tell your friends. Let's, and, get, uh, these, uh, let's get this listenership up.
0: Yeah, we should, because... Uh, we have a lot of free giveaways and stuff like that that's going to be coming up here in the coming months, especially during the summer months, uh, during the downtime of the NHL season. So uh, we'd like to get some more listeners on board and, uh, you know, have some fun little free giveaways. But uh,
1: Until then, have a great week. Until next time, folks. Ciao.
0: Let <laughs> me